Gene here, and I've got a question. What does a middle-aged man have to do to get a subscription? Next time you go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Middle-Aged Men On, could you please click that button that says subscribe? Maybe leave us a little note. We know you're listening. We have those handy-dandy little metrics that tell us so. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we hope you continue to enjoy the thoughts and words of David, James, and Gene on Middle-Aged Men On. All right. Well, welcome everybody. For this episode, we are uh, we're playing down a man uh, tonight. James couldn't make it. You know, life gets in the way. But uh, we are going strong with uh, Gene and myself. Gene, how you doing, bud? You know, David, I am doing phenomenally well right now. I'm just, you know, I'm loving being with you, my friend. Thank you. And, and you are wearing your jogging shirt uh, with Mister Burgundy. Yes. It is a soft yeah. Shirt. Beautiful. Um, well, listen, we have a, uh, a cool episode here uh, before us, and uh, this was, you know, our, our list of topics are growing daily. We're like, a, we're Marco Poloing back and forth, like, oh, let's do that. Let's do that. This was one like, you know, strike while the iron's hot. I got two buddies who represent two different uh, uh, industries that we thought made sense to bring them together, and they were available. So I said, let's do it. So tonight, we are going to talk to two of my college teammates. Uh, so... You know, you've been doing great with booking these guests, but but we went with my my pool of You're talent up, my tonight. Friend. I'm and, up. And we had a great conversation. We I'm did. not gonna lie. I've learned a lot. Um I, you know, when you follow Dan Orlovsky and Adam Schefter, you the bar's have high. To be, you the bar is the bar is as Rod Marinelli once said, the bar is high. Actually, I don't think that was Rod Marinelli. Um, but these two guys, phenomenal information. And it came together better than I even thought it would. Like I thought, okay, that could work. But then at the end, it was like, okay, they're using the same words that I had in mind. Like, okay, yeah, they they think it works too. So what we're doing here is we're going to talk about two two industries that for years and years and years, us growing up, our parents growing up, were just taboo. Like you just don't you don't do that, right? It's it's in the shadows. It's it's uh, black market stuff. It's it's under the radar. And just within the last few years, it's exploded uh, in part because of legislation and and state by state this being legalized. Bipartisan legislation, right? That we learned today, right? And 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 with it, it's it's coming out of the shadows, like I said. And these two gentlemen are working in these industries and finding their way uh, to a profitable uh, profitable ventures, uh, representing different different parts of it. So we have Bobby Kraft, who heads up Atlas World Sports, and that is essentially, as you'll learn. Uh, kind of a travelocity or orbits or kayak of the sports betting world, right? It it's an app be, on your phone. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. There's no doubt. This is this is going to be massive. You will you will know AWS in the future. Yeah, it's a race to get there, but he's one of the one of the furthest ahead uh, to be the first in this space, right? Uh, globally. So you'll learn all about that. And and Bobby's just an awesome guy. And then Josh Schneider, uh, my other buddy. Uh, from college. Um, these are two great football players, uh, but but also two really good friends. Uh, Josh has been, um, he started off selling football helmets for Rydell uh, for most of his career. His wife got a great opportunity to move to Minnesota and he had to leave that job. You know, they, they moved for her job. So he landed in uh, the CBD industry and he's been repping and selling products for the last few years. So you will learn all about that industry, the differences, uh, we learned a lot, didn't we, Gene, about yeah, I, cannabis I, I and the different parts of the plants and <laughs> what effects those take. 
Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We stumble on that. Um, but we're excited to bring this to you. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy and listen through to this episode of Middle Aged Men on CBD and Sports Betting. So as those who have been following along know, uh, we've had a, a nice run of guest appearances on the podcast. And, uh, and Gene, you deserve a lot of credit for that, I, I have to say. But, you know, I've got a pool of talent as well. And I'm pleased to welcome in a couple guys from my contacts list in the old Apple iPhone to talk about a couple of topics that, you know, maybe don't go together on the surface, but I see an interesting link between them. So I thought it could really work for this type of platform and discussion. And we hope uh, all of you listening uh, agree. Uh, plus, these are just two great dudes. And any chance I get to reconnect with old friends and college teammates, uh, it's a good day uh, for me. So um, I was blessed to play on some great teams in college with even greater teammates. And these two are prime examples. Uh, Bobby was an all-conference running back and return specialist who went on to have a cup of coffee professionally uh, himself. And, and my guy, uh, a fellow member of the Kickers and Punters fraternity, we have a secret handshake and everything. Uh, Josh was an All-American punter in college and four-year starter for us. Um, Gene, you're going to really enjoy these two. Let's welcome in Bobby Kraft and Josh Schneider. Gentlemen, thank you for joining Middle-Aged Men On. How are you doing tonight? Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Dave. Great intro. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Great, great. And, and just to set the scene, Josh, you are in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Which twin city are you in? Uh, closest to St. Paul. We're actually closer to Wisconsin than we are closer to St. Paul. So we're right wow. on the Wisconsin border. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So you guys are closer yeah. than I realized, Bobby, you are in Milwaukee right. tonight, correct? That's right. That's okay. right. Great. Great. Yeah, Bobby um, and I have threatened to meet up at some point, but it yeah. it's only <laughs> five hour drive between us. No big deal. You know, in normal times, I'm sure you would have done it by now. Right. But, but, uh, maybe this summer, right. Sure. Um, Make it happen. So listen, the, the, the link, that link I mentioned between the two topics tonight, what links you two together beyond your decorated football careers, uh, it's the fact that you most recently come from industries that, you know, I, I don't want to say um, has, have been taboo uh, in, in the recent past, but, but certainly maybe more in the shadows, it's probably fair to say. Um, and now it's just part of our day-to-day -day life. And of course, we're talking about uh, sports betting and cannabidiol. Did I say that right, Josh? Uh, well, kind of. It's a cannabidiol. If you're talking about oh CBD. wow, that, that was a close statement. Let's just do CBD <laughs> for short. CBD yep, for CBD. short. And and Gene, you and I were talking about this. How you know you can't escape up there in Michigan, where where sports no. betting has been legalized. Um, right. You know, sports talk radio, billboards, whatever it might be. You know, what's your experience? Get the double just, thumbs up. By the way, from Bobby, as we're mentioning this, uh, yeah. there you're right. The link, the link between these two in the state of Michigan, um, marketing-wise, I can't drive down um, any major freeway while listening to any sports talk station where I'm not hearing Bobby's um, now endeavor in in sports gambling being talked about, or seeing a billboard for Josh's area of expertise now uh, on the on the freeway signs. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we talk about podcasts. We've uh, we've molded ourselves after uh, smart list is one Bobby and Josh. That's uh, the Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes podcast. We think it's hilarious. 
but their their biggest sponsor is a CBD, you know, company. So yeah. it, it really is everywhere. And, and we just thought, man, this is a cool episode to tie the two of you together. You're going to have different perspectives and, and different paths here, but I think it's going to work. And, and we're both really interested to be honest. Um, we are, we are novices and, and not very, um, looped in to either industry. So we'll have a lot of questions. We'll learn a lot from you. And I, I, I do know the people who do actually listen to us, um, I think would have a keen interest as well. Uh, they're probably right. out there, you know, uh, using these products or placing some bets down on, on, you know, the lines tonight on the different NBA games. So, so with that, um, we, we do want to jump into questions and Bobby, why don't we start with you? Can you paint a picture of the sports betting landscape, say over the past 20 years, because, you know, we've come a long way from having to physically be in the sports book at Caesars to place a wager. Right. And, uh, you know, pr- prior episode, you will have learned I've been run over by Pete Rose in the sports book <laughs> at Caesars. That's, that's a whole other story. So it does have its benefits, but, but at any rate, how has the landscape changed? Where have we come? Where are we now? Well, you know, it really goes back to 1992, the, um, you know, Supreme Court ruling on PASPA. That was introduced by uh, Bill Bradley, uh, among some other senators that, that co-sponsored it. And ultimately, you Bill know, Bradley, former NBA player. Yeah, yeah. And um, good, good point, Gene. And, and it was one of those things where they were very concerned about the pervasive nature of sports betting undercutting both professional and amateur sports. So mm. PA, you know, is professional amateur for sports, right, PASPA. Um, and, and really the, the big concern was at that time, you know, was it, you know, some, you know, mobster getting involved in it type of deal and, and understandably so, right? Everything was kind of black market, dark alleys and, you know, and college kids, high school kids betting and potentially, you know, getting pulled down a wrong path and, 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 and really dark money moving along. And so at that time in 92, when it, when it got brought up and, and, and made into law, it, it certainly made sense. And then now you have the advent of the internet, of course. And so if you talk about the last 20 years, really the biggest thing I've been studying in Atlas World Sports, we've been studying, and, and as well as having our developers over in Europe, is the European betting market. Uh, they've had online betting. And, and really, in fact, I was just on a, on a conference call this morning uh, with, with Paris, uh, with somebody who's with, been with Nike for 25 years. And they're very interested uh, in partnering with Atlas World Sports. And, and the biggest thing that we talked about is nobody even goes into casinos uh, aside from going to horse tracks, but they don't go into a, a casino to bet on sports anymore. It's all online. And so we've really been studying that model to say, look, what, you know, wherever that is today is where America is going to get to very quickly now. And in May of 2018, the Supreme Court ruled on PASPA overturning the 1992 law, essentially saying, look, federally, it's completely legal. And every state is going to make their own decision, their own laws on the legality of it. And tying back into kind of the CBD and or in, in, in marijuana laws, I think that they saw a lot of the issues coming from, at least this was the word I got from some of the lobbyists out of DC, was that potentially the way Colorado legalized uh, marijuana and, and then now a multitude of states, but the federal government has not, it's created a, a significant banking issue. 
There are companies with sitting on hordes of cash in warehouses in Colorado and now in Nevada. They knew this sports betting was going on. It was an illegal um, industry in the United States of at least $150 billion a year was the, the estimated annual number of it, possibly $200 billion a year. And they said, look, this is going on in the internet, Costa Rica, um, Panama, you know, wherever, name a country, and it's going on Malta, et cetera. We should regulate this, bring this above board to prevent it from getting out of control the same way marijuana is kind of taken off on its own. And, and now that's something that certainly our government will eventually get to, mm-hmm. but it's a different legislation. So the real thing we've been studying over the last 20 years is not kind of what's going on in America, because once May of 2018 occurred, it was really what's going on in Europe and what are they doing so well that we're going to want to adopt quickly and can be uh, in, and uh, Patty Power. Um, these are all the guys that have brought their software that's been white labeled by the DraftKings, by FanDuel, uh, by Caesars over here. So any of these sports books you see over here that are online in the United States, those guys are white labeling. They couldn't build something that quickly to have that type of fintech. Hmm. And the thing with Atlas World Sports, we're just going to be the intermediary. We're really going to be like a kayak or an Expedia or a Travelocity of all these guys. Hmm. And so saying Gene sitting in Michigan, which I'm born in Detroit, by the way. So all my, my parents are from Flint, Michigan and born <laughs> and raised. And so I have that that whole I've been the I've done the Great Lakes tour, just so you know. So <laughs> I got my Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, et cetera. Um, but so we want to drive revenue to DraftKings, for example, or drive revenue to FanDuel or any of the other sports books that are legalized based on state and allow each user to then see all the lines going on. And that is something that actually even developers who wrote a lot of the code over there have in fact told us that isn't even going on. There's not an intermediary like us um, that is even in Europe at this. So they even said, hey, once we get this thing built and launched, there's opportunity in Europe. And we've got some introductions in Ireland and London, et cetera, and these other countries. So our real model that we've been studying, Dave, is actually what's going on in Europe because they're way ahead of us in the sports betting world. Interesting. And we might have a little redundancy with a question later, but we, we do want to do a deeper dive on Atlas World Sports. But yeah. uh, Gene, you got one next, right? Yeah, I do. So, you know, you've explained ex- very well. So I can get on my phone and I can go to FanDuel or, you know, uh, MGM, but Dave in Ohio, right? So uh, think of Dave in Ohio or you guys in Ohio when you were playing there. Um, talk to us like we're dummies, right? I'm sitting on the Pennsylvania or the Michigan border in Ohio. I can't make a bet, but can I cross the state line and make a bet there? And do I have to then return there to accept my winnings if I win? Uh, great question, Gene. Um, so there's a company called GeoComply out of Vancouver. They're kind of the authority in the sports betting world with respect to GPS. Effectively, so being in Wisconsin right now, but our headquarters is in Chicago, so I'm back and forth between you know Milwaukee, Chicago all the time. As long as I'm within three feet of what is the so-called GPS state border of Wisconsin and Illinois, or in your case, you go past Toledo and you're right at the Michigan-Ohio border, um, you can place the bet. Now, I first have to be authenticated to have an account in Illinois, i.e. you have your bank account or a credit card tied into it, um, and you have to be 21 years. You know, there are all kinds of, you know, the standard regulation type deals. 
But once you have that online account open, yeah, you could drive across the border from Ohio, open up your account in say DraftKings, you're now in Michigan, you drove across the border, place your bet, drive back to Ohio, watch the games that night. Uh, I don't know the regulation as far as can you um, withdraw your money into your account if you're not in the state. I think you can because I think it's like once it's sitting in your account. So if you won that game that night and you're back in Ohio, I, I think, but that's, I'm not positive on that. But, but the other stuff is really you have to be in the state to place a bet uh, and you have to be 21 years of age. And, you know, and these sites know where your phone is physically. Yeah, you have to have your GPS. Your, your yeah, location yeah. has to be on it. Yeah. Um, I've uh, just out of curiosity, <laughs> I've tried it with different phones just to see, just to see like driving across the border back and forth yeah. and over to Iowa and then Indiana because they're all legal there as well. Uh, Josh and I in Minnesota and Wisconsin are not legal yet, but it's just a matter of time. I think Utah is really the one state they're saying may not have legalization ever potentially. Um, but um, but yeah, so so really, it's just as long as you you're across the border, it's all GPS driven, and 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 that's it. Can they break through like the VPN attempts, like to to drop, you know, like I'm physically in a state that it's legal, but not right? I mean, are they good, dealing with that at is, all? Yeah, how good is your VPN guy? I guess. Yeah, you? I don't know. <laughs> so that's that's outside of my uh, my lane. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but someone I, someone knows how to do it and has figured think, that out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you watched like the movie Silk Road or checked it out or whatever, is there going to be a guy out there? I'm sure that can is living in uh, Canada and is pretending he's living in Chicago and right. that's through DraftKings. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody. I mean, th- I, there's never been a software that has been written by man that hasn't been able to be hacked by man. Sure. And shutter neutral, of course, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, is there a loophole? I think there's always a loophole, but once again, you're getting into illegal activity at that point. Right, right, so right, right. I'll, I will leave that up to you guys to do further research on it and you can get back to me on it. Yeah, well, let's, let's just get it legalized in Ohio first and, and we'll go yeah, from there. Well, you guys are really close, by the way. Are we, okay, good. Hey, talk about your path into this world, right? Where, you know, did you see an opening along the way here or is this something that You've had your eye on, uh, you know, since those the '90s when things the landscape started yeah. to shift. You know, wh- where did you find your your um, your pathway into this world and and your business opportunities? Yeah, great question, Dave. And the interesting thing is, I've never been a big sports better. I love going to Vegas. I love playing craps, blackjack, and then maybe throwing a couple of sports bets down. But I've always been interested, though, in checking out the lines before a game especially when the Packers are, you know, going to go beat up on the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to make sure uh, now that Josh is kind of a pseudo Viking fan, I think I got to get that in there a little bit, but I am. No, loving not, what not, at are, all. not at all. Sorry. No, never. I am loving what the Browns are doing and congrats on Jadavian Clowney. But I mean, so, so I've always paid attention to the lines because out of interest, I've always wondered what the public sentiment is and where the money's moving and being in direct marketing right out of college and all the way through and an entrepreneur, um, you know, we all love sports. We're sitting on here. We love sports. We play college ball together. And that's a passion. Business is a passion, marketing. And, you know, and then when I saw the Supreme Court ruling on that, and I was getting into trying to get into the tech industry kind of before that and getting into software and trying to figure out how to kind of 
play in something in the tech space. I just saw so much money is moving in. It's almost like the way I heard my parents talk about the way California was, say, in the 70s, where all this money just, all you had to do was just buy a house there, and it just, like, went 10x, you know, in 10 years or something. And I see that going, and I just thought, geez, you know, I mean, like, what am I doing in Wisconsin getting into manufacturing that's just kind of slow and steady and the robots are going to take over? Why don't I get into something that we're controlling the robots and mm-hmm. try to tell the robots what to do? And then when I saw the legalization through PASPA of May of 2018, I, it just something just kind of hit me and I was like, oh my God, there's going to be a Google opportunity for sports betting in a niche space, of course, mm-hmm. like not like Google, like search engine for everything, but I, I just want to be a dinghy in the harbor where the water is just going way up. And I don't care if the barges, I'm looking way up at them. That's great. But if I can service these barges with something, a product service that we can create, that was what I was really looking at. So that was kind of how it smacked me. And I just thought, geez, it's time to go all in on this thing. And and how cool, I mean, tangentially, it's, it's, it's in an industry you you're passionate about, you know, it's, it's sports, right? It's, it's, Mm-hmm. that's pretty cool on top of it right yeah i mean it's difficult to watch games at night because it's my job you know <laughs> right right yeah. gene so go ahead let me ask you about uh again uh atlas world sports so i asked this question to david earlier and you had kind of mentioned your kayak um travelocity i kind of use the kroger costco model of you know you can go and you can go to post and get yep. a cereal box you're looking to be that grocery store mentality for yeah. FanDuel, BetQL, everybody, right? And have all the lines at your disposal say, shop the best lines. Is that essentially what you're looking to be? That's exactly right, Gene. And we're like a bazaar, right? The bazaar from back in the days of Mesopotamia. And, right. You know, you could buy some seafood here and buy some... That, that will be the first Mesopotamian drop uh, <laughs> in, in the references of... That's uh, that John Carroll education. There you go. That was the only four syllable word I can throw out. Everything else is going to be one and two the rest of the well done. So, but, but with respect to being the only ones, um, I know that there are going to have to be four, five, ten other companies trying to build this right now the way we are. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the market just yet that has gotten out to it in the United States and is actually that model yet. But it would be completely naive of me and or our team to say, we're the only ones that have this idea and we're going to be the first ones. I think we're in a, just a giant race for the next three years. And in Europe, the Europeans have said that's not over there. Now, I don't know if it's because of regulatory issues and I haven't studied their market as well because we really are focused on America. And then in about two years, we'd love to go international and take this down to South America um, all of Central America and South America is flipping and legalizing sports betting. Brazil has it on the docket right now. Argentina, Colombia is already gone. Um, Mexico just went. I mean, it's it's like kind of it's it's just like dominoes, and it's really once again America has kind of set the pace for it. So we're kind of saying, look, if we can do it here, then we'll work with some of our you know international relationships to to then hopefully open those you know that that software up into the other areas and partners with everybody because we're the, we're the ones, we're just going to be friends with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're actually trying to drive business to DraftKings, FanDuel and everybody in between. It's just you as the user are just going to have it personalized to you. Gene, you might be wanting, you. you might want to 
bet on the Lions against the Packers, and I might want to bet on the Packers against the Lions. So you're looking at a different side of the line than I am. I see what you're saying. So now we can we can use artificial intelligence. We're building that up right now. We're writing the artificial intelligence as well. So we're going to personalize it completely to you. So we'll show you the biggest spread. So we'll say DraftKings is, is giving you the least amount. And then the opposite side is maybe points bet out of Australia that is, and they have books all over America. And then every other book is in between there somewhere. And maybe you go with Caesars because there's not a big enough spread, but you want loyalty points with Caesars. So what's going to happen, it's ultimately going to come back to a giant marketing play. And it's going to come down to airlines getting involved in it. It's going to be hotels. It's going to be major brands. So what we're really looking at is really that bigger marketing play. We just so happen to be using the sports books as our Trojan horse, if you will, gotcha. to just kind of have all that data. But what we really want to do is bring to Josh Schneider, he and his wife and his family, maybe they love going to Colorado every spring. Well, maybe because of that, we can bring them certain deals that they're interested in because he's bet X amount of times. And now we've made sure he's building up points. And now he's got $500 off his next flight for his family. And maybe Dave, it's something else. Maybe Dave wants to go hang out in, in uh, Youngstown because everybody loves Youngstown. And so we can hook him up with a deal there. And Gene, maybe it's, you know, Saginaw because you want to go there or whatever. You Why know, wouldn't I, mean, I want to go to the Whatever next it is, but it, but it becomes personalized to you guys. Yeah. And that's ultimately where this all goes from an Atlas World Sports standpoint. But Bobby, I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean, you know, when you think Travelocity versus Orbitz versus Kayak, like you said, that the price on that flight might be slightly different. It's true in this world too, right? I mean, the, the, the spread can be different from sport book to sport book. Is that fair to say? And then you're just, you have this app where you can flip through, pick your best odds, the ones you like, and, and it's all at your fingertips. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. I mean, the discrepancy that I saw in the fall between the bears and Packers, like the day before the, the game in Chicago, the five sports books that are live, one had, you know, the Bears catching three and a half points. And then the highest book had five and a half points that the Bears were catching. Mm. That two-point spread is really big. If you think about it, between five books in the same region, that's really pretty big on game day. Or the so, day Josh, I, I don't want to go just hard on the Bobby stuff here because uh, all of what Bobby's talking about, I think I need something from your world just to calm down uh, from, from all this <laughs> we'll get there. that I'm absorbing. We'll get there shortly. Um, <laughs> but Bobby, let me let me ask you this: If I'm here in Michigan, it's it, sports betting or sports gambling is legalized here. Do I, when Atlas World Sports becomes uh, active and live and, and every, do I then register with you, or do I have to register with all of these other books yes. to be able to? Uh, okay, is great question. I'll keep it really short so we can go to Josh. I certainly don't want to be that guy. We'll go twenty second after this, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to have an account with all those sports books because we're not going to be in charge of the fintech. Gotcha. But we will have an open API to all of them. So then we can push you when you click on DraftKings inside of our app, then you go into DraftKings. And as long as you have an, app, uh, like an account with them, you go and make your bet and then you'll come right back into our book. We're going to give you the scores. We're going to give you all the data. We're going to give you the news. We're going to give you everything you want. So the whole thing is once you do your bet, you come right back in. And we're also going to end up tracking all your bets. So you might have a bet with DraftKings, one with FanDuel, and two with PointsBet. We'll tell you how your money is for the day wow. versus having to worry about all those disparate apps all the time. That's awesome. That's great. 
Yeah, Gene, you got a little sore wing there. You got a headache. You need to calm down. I, Maybe it is I, time to uh, transition me, over to... Four children later, I need Josh's information. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. move over to Josh Schneider. Uh, Josh, um, so listen, we're going to start with you like we're, we're six-year-olds. I, I want you to talk us through <laughs> this. And, um, you know, very basic questions. We'll start with what is CBD? Well, um, not, not so much like what are the benefits and, but fundamentally, sure. what is it like the science? Okay. Yep. So CBD or as you pronounced it, I'm, I'm not really sure, but uh, <laughs> cannabidiol. Canab yeah. Cannabidiol. Um, it is uh, essentially one of the um, active compounds in um, found in the cannabis plant family. So there's industrial hemp, uh, is one of that one of those plants, and then obviously uh, you know the the most known uh, is you know marijuana or, or can, the, the cannabis plant. So they're all part. The both of those are part of the cannabis family. Um, the compounds um, known as cannabinoids, um, CBD being kind of the poster child of the cannabinoid family. Uh, the other most known is THC, which is also a cannabinoid. Um, so CBD is basically considered the, the most abundant kind of non-intoxicating or non-psychoactive compound uh, in those two plants. Um, and then they're found in varying percentages based on, um, you know, whether it's a hemp plant or whether it's a, a marijuana or, or cannabis plant. So um, that's kind of in a, in a nutshell, it's a, basically a, a little compound that- uh, So these are all parts of the cannabis- plants they they do similar things they just have different effects on the mind on the body correct and it's okay. just how we so we we as humans have um what we call uh, uh an endocannabinoid system so we have these cannabinoid receptors in our body and in everything from your your brain uh you know neurotransmitters in your brain to your you know digestive system um, up to your skin and everything. So, I mean, every part of your body basically has these receptors. Um, so cannabinoids such as CBD and THC, and there's other, there's 113 known cannabinoids in these plants. So it's, I mean, it's, it's all kind of, you know, new as far as, uh, medical research and stuff is concerned. Um, they, you know, support that system, you know, being receptors in the body, they, uh, these these cannabinoids that you ingest in one way or another kind of help regulate that system and help support the system. I I am fascinated by this and I'm I'm learning <laughs> so much uh, just hearing from both of you. But I, I I I'll be honest, maybe I'm naive, Josh. I didn't quite know about this five years ago, right? Where yep. has this like? Give, can you give us a brief history and just like? Did it explode? Was it a, a trickle yep. effect? Did the hose just go from dribble, dribble to here we go full bore? I have just seen so many billboards. Did it go six to midnight? Just right. It. Did it? Did we yeah. go six to midnight on this thing? What? And and can um, it go six to midnight on this thing? I don't know. <laughs> it 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 really did in the last few years, um, mainly because of the you know you hear it a lot if you look at some research the the twenty eighteen farm bill is what. Um, was signed in okay. obviously 2018 uh, that basically you know legalized if you want the the growing production and consumption of hemp and hemp derived products 
Um, <clears throat> taking a quick step back, this stuff has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Sure. I mean, it's not like this is somebody discovered it in a lab and right. you know uh, created some drug or whatever. Um, they, they've been literally thousands of years. Um, they've been. They, it was one of the most popular um, plants and uh, uh, things used in you know early colonies. I mean, and even way back into you know history that I'm not familiar with at all. Um, but just, you know, bringing it to the U.S., I mean, it was actually uh, a mandatory crop in the early colonies. I mean, you want to go way, way back. Wow. Um, it was actually, it was used as a currency supplement when they were trying to get the, the monetary system up and running. I mean, this stuff was used for everything. Um, and it just, it was just a way of natural way of life for healing, for, you know, paper, rope, clothing, you name it, it was used um, there are reports that the Declaration of Independence was used on hemp, you know, hemp paper. Um, so, I mean, really? it was, yeah, Josh, it was a, Josh when, when, when we were in college and, and we were wearing our, our hemp necklaces <laughs> with our puka yes. shells, were we yes. getting any effect from that? Yeah. That's why, that's why no. now I, no, I did not wear one. All American, all American, all conference, always hungry. There's something to be said about the hemp. I don't know if Bobby necklace. wore the, the hemp, but I know Josh and I, you know, we, we, we thought we looked so cool. But no effects, right? It was just just a straw. Neck. Other than the other than the cooling effects, right? Right. Yeah. right. Okay. Cue the three eleven. Yeah. Um, so so Josh, what, let's talk about that though. So you know um, some of the stigmas and whatnot. So so I have to laugh because Gene yeah. sent me like a Marco Polo a year ago. He had done some um, some CBD gummies, and he's like, oh, I feel really crazy and i'm like i don't think that's what that does you know you're not like it's not like pot dude like so was he just being an idiot i could or, just or like, like really what if it. what's the difference between like smoking a joint which which i don't do um and using like the the, the roll-on or the the gummies for cbd like what happens what's the difference can you differentiate the two well there, there's definitely huge differences um <laughs> and he may have had um cbd gummies that had THC, depending on where he got them from, because sure. um, there is hemp-derived CBD, and there's you got them off cannabis. eight mile in, in the alley. <laughs> okay. yeah. Go ahead. Though. Okay. Well, then he could have had the cannabis-derived CBD gummies, um, and so really, that to feel the giggles. Yeah, it maybe it was placebo. You don't, you know, you never know. <laughs> um, but no, there's a there's a huge huge difference, um, and kind of going back to those receptors that we were talking about, um, you know, the the, the THC is the psychoactive, you know, response that everybody associates with, you know, marijuana and hemp and, you know, even cannabis. Um, and it's kind of why the stigma is out there um, because they were lumped together when they were um, banned in the early thirties. Uh, that's when kind of everything came to a screeching halt in hemp production and, and obviously marijuana. Um, they were lumped together because they were the same in the same family. And right. If you looked at a fully grown hemp plant, you'd have to be a pretty good consumer to be able to tell the difference between a hemp plant and a marijuana plant. I mean, they look mm. identical. Um, now, obviously there's different strains and they, you know, the, the cultivators obviously know, but to the naked eye and stuff, you, you'd have, you'd have no clue. So they were just kind of lumped together. And that's where that stigma is still, you know, we're still educating and trying to get over that um, is, Oh, I can't take CBD because it's going to get me high. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's not. Uh, if you're taking CBD only, 
you definitely will not. Yeah, Bobby, you stuck away a second. Did you wear a hemp necklace at, in college? <laughs> no, I never did, but Greg Kissel did. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I got a shout Josh out. Josh and I. <laughs> All right, we, we were just checking. We, we wanted to. We didn't want to say you did, and you, and you didn't. You know. Well, I was a clean man. All right, go yeah. ahead, Gene. Josh, this is this is a question that maybe I don't know the correct who, what, when, where to ask this. Is it what are some of the most common and popular distributors of CBD, or is it who are some of the more common? And, and popular distributors. It, educate me on this. Is it is it the what or the who that would be the distributors? And then, you know, some of the products are, where can I find them? I, I find, like I said, on these billboards on 94, it's like grocery stores uh, galore. Yeah. But is it the who that produces it or is it the what that is the producer? Um, that's kind of a, it, it's a tough question because it's, it's, it is both. Is it both? Um, the, when everything happened in 2018, when they legalized, you know, everything, it just went crazy. The, uh, you know, the boom, you know, of the, right. the release of everything. Everyone was trying uh, to get in, right? Correct. And so they were putting CBD on labels just to get it out there. And, you know, there was, there's some really bad um, surveys and stuff like that of initial stuff that, you know, people were not putting in nearly what they were claiming they were. Uh, there was no regulatory um, stuff other than, you know, the FDA doesn't regulate this stuff yet. Wow. Um, they haven't, you know, signed off on it yet. It's federally legal, but they're not, you can't, you know, you can't claim certain things and stuff like that, but there was nobody really checking on that. And so they were just, people were just throwing labels on products of, you know, hemp seed oil and stuff mm. that wasn't even, you know, this remotely the same stuff. Uh, just to try to kind of cash in and ride that ride that wave a little bit. Um, so there are definitely better uh, sources than others. Um, there's a ton of white labeling going on, you know, which, you know, a lot of the same people basically making the products for some brand. And then we put your label on it and, you know, you sell it as whatever oil or whatever roll on. So a lot of the stuff is, is similar. Um, there's different ways that you extract the oil itself from the plant. I mean, there's really harsh chemicals that can be used. There's organic ways that it can be, um, you know, extracted and, and processed and, and stuff like that. So it, uh, I, I tell a lot of people that you, it, you wouldn't want to get sushi at a gas station. And I really don't think you should get your CBD from a gas station because it's, you know, it, the quality and stuff like that, you don't know what you're really getting unless you, right. you know, so you want to research this. And study question, and where, where do you get it? Is it? Is it a Whole Foods? Is it a direct supplier? So a lot of the stuff right now is direct online somewhere. I mean, you're seeing CBD shops and stuff pop up all over the place. Yes. Uh, I, that's a good place to start. I mean, a lot of those places have very talented people that you know know the stuff kind of know how it works um i would also try to find some um uh the test results like pretty much anybody who's worth anything in this industry is doing third-party lab testing that's basically mm -hmm. proving what is you're saying is in there is in there and the amounts are in there um similar to how uh if you look at the the marijuana industry for instance it's very regulated and very strict and you know you if you sell it you better have it buttoned up exactly how much is in there 
um, and, and stuff like that. And so that's where we need to go. And that's where they're going with the CBD stuff. Um, but uh, there, there are reputable companies that you can buy direct online. There are reputable um, you know, stores that you can go in and get. But I, I would suggest if you're going to start or look into it, obviously do the research and then go to a specialty shop or a, online or something like that and get it direct. Gotcha. And just a couple more here, Josh, uh, you know, who, who is the target consumer base for these products? And, and again, you know, we'll give your bios <laughs> at, at a, a, you know, we'll, we'll do a take at the beginning to set this whole episode up uh, both your backgrounds, but you know, you've wrapped these products. Who's the target audience um, and consumer base and what are the benefits? So the beauty of this product or this stuff is that it, it helps so many different things. And that's, that's another reason why people are a little um, hesitant because you tell somebody that like, Oh, this helps with everything. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I believe you. Um, but it, when you, when you break it down and kind of going back to Gene saying how interesting everything is, you know, I, I came from selling football helmets and I jumped right into CBD and stuff like that. So I, I was learning like a six-year-old right. uh, when I first started because I had to, but it is absolutely fascinating to see, you know, the, the, the reason and how this stuff works and why it works with so many different things. It's, it's really incredible. Um, but um, the, the reason, you know, because of it supports the system that controls and kind of regulates everything in the body. And that's kind of how it helps with, you know, so many different things, whether you're taking it for, you know, uh, a sore knee, arthritis, a digestion issue, skin, whatever. Um, so it's kind of hard to, to pinpoint a, a target audience. Um, but that also makes it difficult to kind of market too, because you're trying to get after, you know, as many different people as possible. So um, the, the target audience is somebody who has an issue that is trying to fix, uh, who's trying to get their life back in balance and whether that's a stress and anxiety issue, whether that's a sleep issue, whether that's a, you know, just a, hey, I just want to boost my immune system just in case issue. Um, it is a, uh, the target audience is, like I said, pretty much anybody who's wanting to, to try to help support their, their body and, and, and wellness. So. And for like an achy knee, it's a roll on or a cream for, for to calm yourself. It's a gummy there. There's, you know, the products differ based on. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's, you can vape, you know, or smoke it, uh, you know, ingestion of the edibles capsules, you do the tincture oils under the tongue, there's the roll ons and stuff. Um, so it really depends on what you're taking it for. Um, the, the roll ons are going to be more of an immediate effect uh, where you can, if you're taking it for arthritis, for instance, you can take a roll on, but you can also do an ingestible, either an oil or an edible or something that will kind of support the system in the long run. Uh, you might not notice it immediately, but over time, you're going to hopefully feel the effects. So the David wants me to ask one question. I'm going to ask a personal question. Maybe we can <laughs> cut this out if that's all right, Dave. I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah. so, you know, the one thing that I wanted to ask about is, is I do have a loved one going through some cancer and that's, a, that's um, one of the demographics that you haven't talked about yet is those that maybe are going through a cancer and it's, it's hard to pinpoint or roll on, on a cancer effect. 
the edibles sure. this is a target that is a target demographic though right those that are going through uh something that needs a full body calming is either the butters or the ingestibles or the gummies is that correct well and they still yes. medical marijuana still is now approved for that type of use too so which one would you use in a situation like that the real stuff for the cbd well, I, again, it's it's one of those things that it, it kind of depends on what it is. And there's a lot of people who are uh, way above my, um, you know, expertise level. Um, they're called doctors. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, there. I mean, there are seriously people that, you know, they study this stuff and there are certain types of, you know, THC strains that work better with certain percentages of CBD that they know can kind of help with the the either the side effects or the uh, the actual root cause of some of these cancers uh in in reading some of these studies and hearing some of these stories about people gene that are going through something similar it's it's astounding that this stuff is not more um available and not as you know um buttoned up and, and trying to kind of hold it down i think is as, as, as it is um, that's a topic for a whole other, I guess, sure. kind of show. Um, you know, when you see stuff that's fast tracked for approval, um, you know, that was just made, you know, a short time ago, but then this stuff has been around forever and has shown, you know, thousands and thousands of people have been helped by it. And it actually, you know, people that have come back and say, Oh, it's gone. Whatever I had is no longer there. And that's still, you know, uh, people are still going to jail for it. You know, it's right. kind of, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Gene, right, so that was, that was a good question. Gene, that yeah. was a good question. Glad you asked it. Let's pull this back in uh, and kind of st stop with Josh where we started with Bobby, right? Uh, we're, I didn't play college sports. You guys did. Uh, when you graduated 160 pounds, you don't have a chance to play college sports. Let, let me just, let me tell these guys though. You, you played, you're a great high school player. Your, your pops was in the Michigan Athletic Hall of Fame my dad, uh, we have a coaching mind, yeah, right? Yeah. So my dad is in the so you know Michigan the High School Coaches uh, Hall of Fame, the Michigan High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame, and and I've had an opportunity to work in sports uh, for for great. I, I peaked early professionally, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> but you know, Josh, in the sports realm, right? Uh, Bobby's living sports across the country and in the world, on on you know croquet lines at this point. Um, <laughs> But Josh, where does your sport, where does your now industry live in the sports world? Uh, are is it is it acceptable in the sports world? Are there people who are going to be endorsing it in the sports world, or have they already started in, in endorsing it in the sports world? Uh, yeah, it's it's growing leaps and bounds in the sports world, and there are people that are endorsing it, using it. Um, it it's still. Um, you know, kind of along with everybody else, there, there's still that stigma for a long time of being related to, you know, uh, marijuana and THC. Right. Um, right. Now you right. look at the NBA, for instance, they're not even testing for marijuana use anymore. Um, and I think that's going to go more and more. I think we're seeing that um, I think is going to be kind of the case, you know, especially as more, more and more states, you know, do their thing um, along those lines. But as far as sports, I mean, it is, I, I, I think it's one of the, 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 the fastest growing uh, because it's being more accepted uh, and acceptable. Um, you know, you watch golf at all. I mean, if anybody watched the masters, um, you know, you see those ads of the, the CBD MD, for instance, right. on you know, Bubba Watson and Patrick Reed. And, um, you know, there's 
stories all over the place of, you know, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods chewing CBD gum, you know, while they play, cause it's the calming and, um, stuff like that. But then so are, you, are those guys like straight up endorsing it? I mean, are they working with, yeah. with yep. so, so, but God, Bubba Watson's an interesting dude, isn't he? he yes. He's sitting on the general Lee, he's wearing air Jordan fours and yep. he's, uh, endorsing uh, CBD. What, and, he, and he's hitting yep. with a pink driver. I mean, what a, what a interesting <laughs> but, dude, but he did Go ahead, give though. an interview. He did give an interview pre master saying, I take it because I need it. Like I was, yeah. I, I almost mm. lost my career until I yeah. found this. Right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And you know, they're seeing more and more stuff of how it helps with, um, you know, uh, opioid, you know, mm. issues. Um, mm. It helps, you know, if, if you have to, if you take this, that helps with your inflammation or pain and stuff like that, you don't have to take something else. Um, I mean, it's, it's used for there's so many different ways that it can be used in, in the sports specific world. Um, you know, it's uh, workout recovery, it's, you know, sleep, it's, uh, you know, stress, anxiety, calming, that whole, that whole thing. Um, the, uh, I, I found this actually when I was looking at some stuff the other day, um, Steve Kerr, you know, the coach for the Warriors um, was being interviewed um, and he, he, <laughs> kind of jokingly, he's like, I, I don't know if I should admit this, but, you know, I've tried, you know, uh, he, I think he was talking more about the, the medicinal, you know, marijuana, mm -hmm. uh, medical marijuana stuff uh, after his back surgeries. Um, and, you know, he said, like, I tried it a few times and you know, it seemed to help, but he said that he was encouraging NFL players um, to use it in place of stuff like Vicodin um, yeah. because like it has to be better, but yet we, we, prescribed Vicodin like it's vitamin C and it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but somehow this is a, a taboo still uh, and the effects that that has on, you know, you've seen stories all over the place of what happens with, you know, how addictive some of that stuff is. And, um, you know, you see these athletes that can't get off of it mm -hmm. and, you know, and then the just keeps going to more and more stuff. But um, Another big part of it is that they're now that it's legal and able to be funded um, with research and stuff like that. Now they're starting to do more stuff with, you know, things like uh, CTE and, and the, um, the, they call it a neuroprotective, you know, properties and the rebuilding of, you know, kind of brain tissues and how it helps, um, you know, some of these people that have had these brain traumas, um, one kind of help maybe helping them stay off of certain things, um, but also, um, you know, may help recovery, maybe not completely, but definitely headed in the right direction. Um, so I think they're going to see more and more studies like that, um, you know, for football and, and other sports injuries, um, and hopefully become a lot, uh, a lot more common and can we maybe bring these two worlds together? Yeah, David, I, I just texted I, you, or you go ahead. I want to ask Bob, yeah, uh, just to tie it all together, like yeah. you said, you know, um, you know, do you ever envision a professional athlete endorsing your app, or your company? Right. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Um, we already have some of them lined up. Um, <laughs> I not, figured. Not to be disclosed, but uh, at this point, but yeah, they're already uh, inside the company and ready to go. And some of them were uh, all pro athletes, uh, not too recently. Not, not, sure. not too long ago. So, awesome. I mean, 
who got that teed up. And and by the way, the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, these guys were quietly very huge lobbyists behind all of this. So don't let anybody fool you. They saw money moving Same around. Same with the commissioners, right, Bobby? Yeah. Adam Silver, yeah. yeah. Batman was huge into it. David Stern, David Stern took the helm, you know, uh, rest in peace, David Stern. Uh, but he really did that so that Adam Silver didn't have to worry about it. So that, I mean, it was almost like a chairman, if you will, even though he was out. But, you know, but he did that. And then once it got to a certain point, then Adam Silver could take over. And, and they played it brilliantly. And honestly, it was going on anyway. You're not going to prevent it. You know, and, and so that was the challenge and, and not to take any political stance, but the greatest thing that I love about this, it's very bipartisan. Mm-hmm. They're both sides of the aisle that like this. Um, and, and the truth is we have Josh and his industry to thank for it. Cause in my opinion, and the way we've talked about it is they really soften the beachhead because they're the ones who kind of, took the brunt of all the like oh my god that's so taboo and that's so awful and then all of a sudden you have this sports betting group that comes along and people are like look at these nice people all they're doing is 50 dollars on a game they're not they're, they're not smoking anything they're just funny they're watching they're not, a ball game yeah yeah no big deal but these guys smoking reefer in the corner oh my god they're the worst but go ahead put 50 bucks on the game and pay off some high school kids with some nikes no big deal right so we very much, our two industries, Josh's industry, my industry, sports betting, cannabis, um, you know, THC, cannabis, CBD. I'm going to go with CBD. There you go. It's easier. <laughs> uh, I did my one for silver word, Mesopotamia, and that's all we're doing. But I mean, so we bring those two together, though. The reality is, you know, you just saw the NBA just, I think it was last week, said, we're not going to test. Mm-hmm. For marijuana the rest of the season and and i'm not saying that cbd and thc are the same or anything like that but it's the general yeah. just kind of uh, industry if you will and and ultimately what we're all trying to figure out i think is really lifestyle i mean like look i'm, I'm sitting here i i have a a jimison on the rocks as i'm here that's that's a vice right mm-hmm. so yes to make a sports bet if it's within your means same thing with you know cbd and or you know other things within you know marijuana family or whatever like life is about moderation and if we can figure that out appropriately and are there addictions and do we need to make sure we're there to be able to help people if they do get down the wrong road absolutely Mm -hmm. but i think the tie between our two industries is they've always been shunned but they were kind of this massive secret community that was going on anyway and i think what's good is our politicians are finally recognizing in a bipartisan manner that look maybe some of this stuff can actually help people in their lifestyle like if i'm sitting at home and betting 50 dollars on a game instead of going out and doing other stupid stuff but i can afford that 50 dollars is that the worst thing and i'm sure josh can make that same equal and equivalent argument for his you know, industry and or people suffering through certain things, ailments. I, I know my mom, for example, has used CBD oil for a lot of her joints. She has tremendous arthritis. Right. 20 years ago, she would have sworn off it. She would have thought she was like uh, like hanging out with Satan or something. Right. No, you're, you're right in that. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I mean, and now she's going, she's telling all her friends that if 
she hears my sister has like a, a crick in her neck. She's like, you should put on some of this CBD oil. I'm like, oh, gosh. Bubba Watson <laughs> no, uses it. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's what you need. You need a few of those names, the Bubba Watsons, you know, Tiger Woods, hope he recovers soon, the Mickelsons, and those guys to kind of say, look, I have a long four rounds that I play and I get back on the course and this helps me get back on the course. Like yeah. that's important. And so Josh's industry, my industry, I do think there's a lot of that taboo like you guys talked about. Yeah. Well, so what you're saying is this episode was a hell of an idea to, to bring you two together. I mean, it did work, right? Yeah. You, there's so you, many parallels. That I, I, figure... <laughs> I was trying to say how smart you and Gene are for bringing Josh and I on. <laughs> we'll take it. I don't it. know about that. Hey, Bobby, I actually have a question for you. Yeah, Josh. Bobby, I have a question. So uh, how, many, how many states right now are sports betting legal in, in one form or another? And I don't mean like fantasy, like DraftKings fantasy lineup. I mean like putting a bet on, you know, the Browns to cover. 25 are legal uh, plus DC, Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are operational. But then just in the last two days, Arizona and Maryland coming on board. Wow. Ohio's supposed to be going on later this fall, I think. Um, I think, I mean, DeWine's behind it. And, and I think, you know, both sides of the ILR. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're basically talking about half of the state ready in less than three years. Wow. Josh, just, how about you? Um, so right now, uh, I believe it's 16 states in D.C. are fully rec as far as uh, recreational marijuana. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's 36 total that are medicinal. Uh, And then, you know, similar to Bobby's world, I mean, you see like New York just signed on. I mean, there's all these things that are just happening. Like uh, you you hear about another one every, you know, month or two. Um, But is CBD available everywhere? I mean, is that, or is that part of the umbrella? Yep, so CBD, hemp derived CBD, part of that farm bill was makes it federally legal in the country across the country so you can buy it sell it um it's just the uh and that's state regulated though too so there are actually states that took longer than others to approve it and allow it and there's still some that are really kind of you know picky about it and stuff like that but um i think it was more of they were just trying to figure out a way to kind of capitalize and monopolize you know how do they get their you know money from it which makes sense i guess um but yeah so cbd hemp cbd as long as it has less than 0.3 percent thc federally legal across the country um so okay and we did make it an hour and six minutes until bobby's world was dropped so well done josh (laughs) (laughs) bobby josh we thank you it's good to see you guys as always great job and we look forward to this episode getting out, and I think people are going to really enjoy it. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, and Gene. Thank you both very much. Okay, guys, it's a lot of fun. Yeah.